0: So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778 Y or text HOPENY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 Plus, age varies by jurisdiction, in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash B-ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible
1: gaming resources. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. It is me, Zim Hude, filling in, flying solo, because my man Ace Boogie is traveling around the world having fun while us Bengal fans are really in the trenches. It's like, no, uh, my man is on vacation, but I am going to fill in. I do want to get right into this. The Bengals just took another loss this past Sunday at 1 p.m. playing the Cleveland Browns. They now go to 1-12. The Cleveland Browns now go to 6-7. The Bengals lost 27-19. There is not too much that I can tell you from this game that you hadn't seen already throughout the course of the year. A lot of the things that I'll go over will probably lead me into the most important position, the quarterback. But some of the things that I do want to highlight in this game is that the Bengals absolutely are progressing and trending forward. I do want to lead with that. I think one of the main things that people um, fail to look at when they look at a score, especially if it's not your team, right, is that you're only looking at the record and you're only looking at um, the final score and you use that around the league just to kind of judge teams. If you look at, out of these 12 losses that the Bengals had, seven of them were close enough to win. And four out of those seven, I think what a league quarterback play may be the difference in the game. Also in four out of seven, I could say had the defense for uh, forced maybe another turnover or made a big play, um, di- different things like that. It's just one really huge impact play. Um, that could change the outcome of a lot of these games. I think this game, for the most part, was controlled by the Bengals until we get into the third quarter. Early on, I thought that the offense looked pretty sharp when it was between twenty the twenty yard line and the twenty yard line. But third downs and red zone um efficiency efficiency doomed the Bengals um throughout the course of this game, and it just reared its head um all over the place i I do think um when we looked at where we were at earlier in the season, Joe Mixon wouldn't have had a game like this he he had a long run that was a twenty six yarder he had another one that was like a twenty eight yarder that got called back in the fourth quarter, which was super bogus but the the things that they're doing on the outside tall sweeps that are like they're like these little mini sweeps where they're not asking guys to get too far out in space um uh, it is noted that Michael Jordan looked really good in space. I think yesterday as well, um, from the left guard position. But there, there were some really, really good positives I thought from the running game because Joe Mixon, like I said, carried it 23 times, had 146 yards. That's 6.3 average. He had a touchdown. Um, Geo Bernard almost had about four yards to carry. You probably don't even remember his runs. I thought that one thing that Finley was doing that Dalton wasn't doing when Finley was, you know, like when Finley was in the lineup is that Finley was not looking at Tyler Boyd on, on, third down. I think that, um, Andy Dalton really, really trust Tyler Boyd and Tyler Boyd, um, had some huge third down conversions. Um, the little bits that the little bit of third down conversions that they did have, he was a major part of it. Another thing that I really, really wanted to highlight. Um, and just so you know, Tyler Boyd, uh, had six targets. He had five, of, five of his, um, Five catches on six targets, which which is a high efficiency. That's what you want to see. Um, from the defensive side of the ball, I want to talk about Jermaine Pratt. I think since he was named the starter, early on I think teams were targeting him. I don't think teams are doing that so much now. Um, Sean Williams is always one of my favorite players as well. I thought he had a pretty good game as well, um, tackling except on a couple big runs that I'm going to highlight in the bad portion later. But Jermaine Pratt had eight total tackles. He had six solos. And he stands out to me because I guess I just went a couple years where I just didn't see any linebacker play at all. So to see someone running into the ball constantly, like seeing seeing that number flash across the screen a couple times throughout the course of a game, number 57, no, it's not Vinny Ray. Um, going across the screen a couple times, uh, made a couple big plays. Um Nick Vigil made a I was gonna say a big play on Njoku. He did make a, a big play. He closed out on Njoku on a key third down where Baker Mayfield was trying to get it to Njoku. Um he took that away and it and it led to the, the ball, you know, the the Browns being it um going to punt it. Nick Vigil was on fire early on in that game. He made a very big play on, on Njoku where he takes the ball away from Njoku and I thought that was, like, very, very key. Nick Vigil has been playing a lot better um, also. Carlos Dunlap continued um, his pressure, tear that he's going on. He had two pressures this past week. He also had one quarterback hit. One of those was that third down. I think that was in the third or the fourth quarter. But he was so close to making a big play, and I thought that was, it was a very, very key play in the game. But um, Baker Mayfield figured out a way. Also, I... Um, William Jackson III and Jesse Bates. William Jackson III was – he did exactly what we've been wanting him to do throughout his tenure with the Bengals. And and it just – one of the key things I think that gets lost in all of this thing is that the core players for this team absolutely can play and they can ball out with the best of them if they're given the opportunity. And for so long we wanted William Jackson – to be able to just shadow the best player. So he did that, right? Marvin Lewis never let him do that, or you could blame it on whoever you want to blame it on. He never let him do that. So he, 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 shadows OBJ, the Browns best player. OBJ has five targets, only gets two catches for 39 yards. Uh, one of them was a big, uh, 21 yarder. I know that because I have OBJ on my fantasy football team. Uh, but aside from that, I thought the defense played a really good game. Um, I look at the score like it was 20-19. to 19. And somebody said, and I told somebody after the game, I said, we lost by one point. And it was like, no, the game was 27-19. I said, yeah, well, Dalton threw the pick six, and you gave him seven points. So the defense, to me, is only responsible for 20 of those points. And a lot of it has to do with the offense just not being efficient on third down. And to me, that that, that was like the biggest, the biggest thing, you know, of this whole entire game, like they're three for 12 on third down, and the Browns go seven for 12. Um, total yards, Bengals, like I said early on, they dominated. They had a 450 yards, um, passing. they threw for like 270. But the rushing game, they finally figured it out. And what I was kind of talking about a little bit earlier is that they had these little half, little sweep runs that I, I'm, I'm really liking. They even got fun, got creative, showed a different wrinkle in a play where they're giving the ball um, to Erickson to do, like, almost like a screen um, misdirection, and then he throws down the field to Geo. Wasn't that Geo? He throws the ball down there. To, yeah, to Geo. Um, it's a 20, uh, that was a 26-yard pass. But it's just the little things like that. Um, one thing I was kind of disappointed in is that I feel like John Ross was uh, severely underused, but I guess they want to kind of, like, get him back into the flow of things um you know their own way but those are my biggest highlights from the positives i'm not going to try to make this some drawn out thing because i feel like we've we've had this discussion so many times before if the defense is holding a team under 20 points or at that 20 point threshold to me and i don't know if this is a product of me just being uh into this offensive driven mindset where a team absolutely has to score 24 points a game. Zach Taylor was uh, higher here to score 24 points a game. So if your defense is keeping teams under 20 points consistently, still had a pretty good game. If you take disregard the third down conversions from the Browns, I'm going 7 for 12. I still feel like they had a really good game. And the thing that really bothers me is that it's just so maddening to me that There's so many plays that are left out there. There's some that I've even highlighted. If you don't know, you can check me out on Twitter at ZimHuday. It's all one word. You can also check me out on Instagram at Zim underscore You can check out my man Ace and New Stripe City on Twitter and uh, Instagram. It's the same way, New Stripe City. But one of the things that's maddening to me is that I can highlight a million plays. People will just come back and say, well, the offensive line isn't what I think it is. Um, The offensive line will never hold up for a new quarterback. But there's so many instances in this game where in the red zone primarily where it's just bad quarterback play. And – yeah, if you're digging in, digging in, and you want to see that the offensive line is not protecting, him, um, then that's fine, you know, because I can agree with you on a couple of these snaps. Some of these plays are just like super outlandish. That I, don't, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's very draining to me. When Dalton was inserted back into the lineup, everybody's like, "Oh man, they're, 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 um, they're gonna, he's gonna mess up the tank," and I'm like. That can't be possible. He's one in thirteen in his last fourteen games. He was zero and eight, and he got benched for a reason. And some of those reasons were what we just saw on Sunday. He has these good moments where he he he's pretty pretty accurate. I thought he was pretty erratic on the uh, through most of the day. He got sacked twice, and in, in in one of the sacks was a hundred percent his fault. First and goal, taking a sack to me is like the worst play of the game because. Not only is there a lot of room to scramble and run, he could have threw that away and then we'd be looking at a second down. And those are points, the major points, getting taken off the board. And, And each time in these red zone opportunities, he just fails. And that's a product of play calling. That's a product of, them giving Dalton options, but for the most part, if you look at this game and you go look at, like, uh, I watched some of the Seahawks game also on Sunday. If you just go look at, like, how offensive coordinators give the reins to their quarterback, the Bengals are very limited on the play-calling selection that they're giving because they're not trusting Dalton to make a lot of these throws. They were super, super limited when Finley was in the game, but he is the king of stats in this regard. He goes 22 for 38, which is not amazing, but it's efficient enough, right? 262 yards. And like I said, for the most part, he looks decent. But if you really break down a lot of these missed throws or you look at a lot of these plays that it looks like nobody's not there, he's not going through his progressions the correct way. And I'm not trying to harp just on that. I just look at, like, if I'm leading a team and I want to be able to win these games, I feel like I have to look at Who is the leader of the team, and how can I improve if we're getting all the way going down the field? And he's doing a really, really good job of getting us down the field a lot in this game. I thought this was one of the most productive games that we have offensive-wise. But when he gets down in the red zone, I don't know if he's just not trying to make a mistake, but there's so many different things that you could look and break down, and I think it all leads back to the quarterback. To me, only because the offensive line – you saw a block for mixing a lot better. I feel like Dalton had the time that he needed throughout most of the game, and when he didn't have enough time, he wasn't smart enough to throw it away, or that call when you're in a red zone is one Mississippi two Mississippi. Maybe I'll get the three Mississippi throw the ball away, make a move. He's not doing that and he's and he gets stagnant and he sits there and he takes that sack and and it's frustrating to me because the players. I think are doing everything that they can to be in a position to win. Um, there's some really bad calls that that didn't go our way. There were a couple calls that I thought did go our way. I thought the mixing uh, run at the goal line, I thought he was down before the goal line. I, I mean, I'm sorry, not the goal line, the fourth down in goal. It actually wasn't in goal. It was fourth and like two or something like that, and he gets it. I thought his knee was down before him. So I, I don't want to harp it on that, but... On the opposite end of things, this is one of the rare games where I felt like Dalton almost pretty much matched what Baker Mayfield did. But the difference was the players that were around Baker Mayfield kind of stepped up a little bit more in key spots. And you had some of these big plays. And then defense did kind of let us down on third down. But even in their instance, I look at a lot of the throws that Baker Mayfield missed on. He was very high. Throwing the ball all day, and but the only thing that saved them and the only difference between them is just getting their key players in space on third down. He did not look that good to me yesterday. He didn't, and 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 it's one of the rare times where I say, yeah, like Dalton got out. Dalton outplayed the other quarterback, and the other quarterback didn't win. Because I mean, Mayfield did not have a good game, but he he wasn't really pressured that much and it, and it it's, it was a rarity in that in that sense but when Jarvis Landry had to have a big 34 yard you know like catch or or the or the cream hunt one on the 30 what is that 30 19 like these big plays the Ricky oh was that the Ricky Steels 22 yarder or whatever the, the big plays on third down those are the things that I always highlight and to me that was the biggest um thing in the game but if I want to offset that, I just need to offset that with better quarterback play on the opposite side. Because then the two interceptions that Baker Mayfield throws, they're now highlight they're now elevated because now I put pressure on him by scoring. But if I'm not putting pressure on the opposition, it just lets them float by, rely on a running game. The key to the victory last week, and the key to a lot of victories is time of possession and limiting the other team's um, opportunities. When you get them in the flow and you give them a lead and they and, they're, and you make it where you have to guess, are they going to run? Are they going to pass? Those are the different things that make our defense not look as formidable or as ferocious as you probably want them to look. But you have to play from a lead to let all the dogs go off the leash, what I call it, I guess. And they never got a chance to play with a lead because of the misfortunes of Ray Zone play that ultimately doomed them. So the tank keeps on moving. Bengals, like I said, lose 27-19. Not much to talk about except the fact that we're still the leaders of the of this train and this tank that's going on a one way street to victories in our future days. And us burrow babies will give birth. I'm loving The fact that we're all starting to get on one accord and nobody's pointing fingers and saying, oh, you're not a fan because you don't want them to lose. I mean, because you want them to lose. Or, you know, no one can ever tell you how to cheer for your team. I'm just happy that you all are cheering for the best team in the whole entire world. The Cincinnati Bengals. Who they? Rest in peace, Juice World.